Hey family, I'm Sam Petty. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. This is One Identity Movement Podcast. If no one's told you today, I want to be the first to tell you, God is a good father. He is not the reflection of your earthly father. He is the divine perfection of your earthly father. And he loves you so much. I want to take some time and invite you into today's podcast. We're going to be continuing a series on the father's heart. This teaching is an insert from a series I did on Abba's heart a while back. And it's called A Place Called Home. What does home look like for you? Home is a place where we can rest. Home is a place where we know we're secure. Home is a place where we know the Father's heart, His vision, His longing, and His desire is toward us. And we are affirmed and secure. I want to talk about that for a bit. But before we jump in, I don't want to forget, if you want more information about One Identity Movement or God as your perfect father, go ahead and visit our website, www.oneidentitymovement.com, or you can find us on social media. All right, let's jump right in. I'm going to talk another moment about an idea of a place called home. As I said, I think it was in lesson one or two. The world as we know it is fatherless. You've heard nothing over these past few weeks. The world is a giant orphanage. What is an orphan? An orphan is described as one who does not have a home or a safe place. Ultimately, when we refuse to allow our lives to become rooted and grounded in love, according to Ephesians 3, we begin to live as if we don't have a home. We begin to live out of an orphan mindset and begin to live, as I talked in lesson one, out of that survivalist mindset and that need to survive and that need to hold people at a distance because people cause pain. We know the phrase hurt people, hurt people and healed people, healed people. Home to us, a place called home, should represent the center of our beings where we can hear the voice of the father say to us the same phrase he said to Jesus in Mark 1.11. You're my beloved son or daughter, and you bring me great joy. KJV says, in whom I am well pleased. Home with the Father represents a place of security and affirmation and protection and comfort and peace and identity and destiny. Home is always there for us because our Father is always there for us. Yet, as we see the younger son, we have to realize that oftentimes we get off center of a place called home. And we begin to drift from the Father's love. And we begin to go far out from his heart of unconditional love for us. This usually happens when we begin to value the Father more for what he can do for us than valuing him for love and intimacy with his heart. In the last lesson, I shared with you how I ran two years. I had an experience with the Father's heart, listened to it on the podcast, and in the floor crying, two hours, grew up without a father. He met me in that place, carpet prints on my face, and I got up and I left the church and I said, I'm never coming back. Why? I said it last week. Because the father's love, this message is costly. It's it's free, but it's expensive. And so in those two years of me experiencing God, And finally coming back, because ultimately I got called out, as I said in the last lesson, in a prophetic meeting. Someone called me out. 
But in those two years, I experienced exactly what it looked like to be far from home. And I began to understand, even in that wandering or that rebellious place, what home actually looks like. You see, during the four years of my undergraduate degree, you can put the next picture up. I traveled with a worship team, and we traveled every weekend, every Sunday, across the United States and even abroad. And I'll talk a bit about the abroad part. So what did that look like? That looked like on Friday night, I would be in my dorm room, packing up my suitcase. You can ask my cousin, he was my roommate for years and years. <laughs> packing up my suitcase, because I knew at five o'clock a.m. on Saturday morning, I would be in that bus with that group going to that host town. And so every weekend, Georgia, Jersey, Texas, Alabama, we did that. And so for the first few months, it was great. I'm like, where are we going to? Oh, this is so fun. No, I did this for four years. But after the first few months, I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. Because what did it look like? It looked like we'd get on the bus at 5 o'clock Saturday morning. We'd go to the place or church we were going to sing on that Sunday morning. We'd get there, rather, Saturday night, go stay in what we would call a host home. A random family that was generous in their heart that said, you know what, we're going to open up our home to you and you can stay with us while you're singing that night. If the church was, had it in their budget, they'd let us stay in a modest hotel. And I mean a modest one, all right? I can remember, and this is when we went abroad. We were in China for two and a half weeks, Paige. Two and a half weeks. And Excellent experience, long, but we got to one hotel, and I won't name the name in case they are listening. But we got to one hotel in China, and I never will forget it. We got there. We've been singing all week. Got to this hotel, and I remember I was actually in a room by myself. And I go up to this room. This lets you know how wonderful these host homes or hotels are, actually are. I go in the room, and something, I'm not going to say it was the Lord. It might have been fear, said, pull your covers on your bed back before you get in it. I pull the covers on the bed back and I see something scary has the light. Oh, it gets worse. And me being me, I go ah, on the bed. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't going to sleep on the floor. I was like, cover me in the blood of Jesus. Jesus covers us. So I put the covers back on the bed. I'm old school Pentecostal. I carry oil so I know it at the bed. And I laid down like this the whole night. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus. This was in the heat of the bed bugs. All right. Keep in mind, so they were not only here, but they were over there in China too. So at first, traveling, getting on that bus, singing with that group, going to that host home was an amazing experience. But after about a few months, I began to notice something. There is something about home. Whether it's your childhood home, whether it's your bed. Nothing can compare. I don't care how many nice hotel beds you sleep in. Something, your bed is probably conformed to your body in just the right way. I begin in those four years, I begin to understand the importance of home and what it looked like to actually be home. As we look in this story, contrary to popular belief, this redemption story is not just about one son. As we begin to understand home and understand a place called home and the center of the father's love, this story is actually about the first son, the rebellious son, who was a slave to sin. This prodigal son, if you want to do some homework, can be further explained in Romans number six, Romans chapter six. And then this story is about a second son who was a slave to law. That's the older brother. You want to do a little bit more homework? You can look at that in Romans chapter seven. And then the final story 
The final son in this story is a slave to love, the perfect son. The one who's actually telling the story, Jesus telling this parable. Do a little homework, look at it in Romans chapter 8. I should have titled this A Tale of Three Sons, but I already did a redemption story, so didn't want to change it. That was funny, you can laugh, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about manifesting the Father's name. For a moment, I want to look at this idea of manifesting the Father's name. We looked at it in our lesson goals and what that actually looks like. This is what Jesus says in John 17, 6. I revealed you to the ones you gave me from the world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. We manifest the Father's name. We manifest Abba's heart when we live in the center of his love. The first son in this story found it extremely difficult to manifest his father's name. For him, it meant inheritance because he did not live in the center of his father's love. This is also true to us because it's often easier to get off center or to drift from the father's love than it is to stay in the center of the father's love when we get off center of the father's heart it simply means living life as an orphan or one who does not have home I'll say it before and I'll say it again home should be the center of everything we press towards in God because it represents the center of the father's love and his desire to find a place of rest in us in the last lesson, I shared this quote, and I want to read it again. The Father is looking for a place of habitation in us, not just a place of visitation. He's looking for a place for us to come into our lives. Isaiah 66, where's the house you will build me? Where is the place of my rest? To stay and to change and to transform, not just to come and visit, not just to stay in that host home or to stay in that infested hotel, for lack of better words. When we are at home in the Father's love, we begin to manifest his name. And ultimately, it does not matter who does or does not value you because we know that our value is actually found in our Father. It's our value is found in what he thinks about us and what he says about us. Home gives us the ability to respond to the circumstances of life out of the love we receive from the Father's heart. 